Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Hello, everyone. This is Lisa Colondi Lay, and you're listening to Spark My Muse. This is Soul School Lesson 265 Radiance, Darkness, and Light. I'm continuing on Meister Eckhart again, reading from Meister Eckhart's book of Darkness and Light Meditations on the Path of the Wayless Way. This is by John M. Sweeney and Mark S. Burroughs. Perhaps you remember that on my last episode, I spoke with Mark S. Burroughs, and we had a really lovely conversation. And the episode before that was a little bit of an introduction. This will be the final in this little series. I'm going to read to you a little bit from the introduction and then several poems, which I hope wash over you and help you with introspection, help you to center down and find the little spark. This begins on page seven. Meister Eckhart was, if anything, a daring thinker, one who knew to refuse cliches and oppose smugness. He loved paradox and most puzzling of thought forms. Who but such a meister could write, as he does in one of his sermons, that, quote, heaven is cheap because it's on sale to everyone at the price they can afford, and then in the next breath that, quote, we should therefore give all that we have for heaven, especially our own self-will. Ah, the lure of paradox, which may be simple, but, as in this case, reaches deep and freeing truths on a wayless way. Those that wait for us beneath the weight of our complexities and the false burden of our own importance. Eckhart won't be the guide everyone in our day desires. Many will fear him as they did in his own times. They will look for someone to comfort them which he knew about, but refused to do if it meant coddling his hearers into blind obedience. He recognized that we were made to reach higher and deeper than this. And he reached for something many long for in our day, a way that begins anywhere and everywhere, 
which is to say, wherever and however and whoever we are, and that one has a destination that is never in this life final, that could be found anywhere and is finally to be discovered everywhere. Meaning this, live where you are, and there risk living into the abundance of who you are. Without looking for an escape into some fantasy or other, which is always dead-end thinking. What you have to learn again and again, and what Eckhart was intent on reminding you of, is that the only way forward is on the way of paradox, which is a wayless way. The one that leads you finally into the wholeness of your life, beyond any way that avoids challenges or leads towards fixed destinations. Thus, a word of caution. For those who want to know the truth in some single infallible way or by following some unswerving method, stay far from Eckhart. There are preachers and guides enough who will sell you this fare for whatever you're willing to pay. But if you find yourself drawn to a guide like Eckhart who can tell you to examine yourself and wherever you find yourself, then take leave of yourself then he might be the wise fool you have been looking for, or at least the one you most need. But if so, prepare yourself to live into paradox upon paradox and puzzlement after puzzlement, because only in the unsettling of this wayless way will the radiance of truth strike you with the power to raise you from your darkness, one that will carry you into the light, but always reminding you, by re-reminding you, that you have always carried this light within yourself, as what he calls the little spark or funklein. Where should you look for it? Not here or there, in some place or other, but within you. Now do you see? If so, you probably know that advice is the last way to reach people, including you. Confusion might be a far better approach, since only by being puzzled can you begin to find new directions in which to think and live? To that end, he suggested that the only way to reach people was to speak in startling ways and use metaphors that might seem like madness. Because, quote, nothing else could adequately capture the truth about God, as he put it. So come along as we journey with Eckhart. On the wayless way, he envisions, glimpsing the wonders of his Quote, book of darkness and light, and trust that you will find not simply startlement but encouragement, quote, to live, as he put it, in a way that the whole of your life is love. If you think such a claim is ridiculous, you're right. But you might also know or intuit that such a claim is not only true but worth living for. Only such a life is worth the sacrifice required. If something in you says yes to his vision, even if it seems difficult, even impossible, then come along and see what it means to aim for such a goal, which is the wayless way that is freedom and light, joy and delight. If you buy this book, all of these poems are noted in the back to which sermon they belong. The first one is on page 136. What is a free mind? What is a free mind? It is not what you think, because it is not about thinking. It's about the state of mind you find when you let go of the need to get it right 
and abandon the self you thought you were. What's left is freedom, untroubled and unfettered by anything. But you'll only find it when you go out of what is your own and refuse to seek your own interest in anything at all, even in yourself. Looking in all the wrong places, page 137. If you set out looking for something, whatever that might be, you won't find it. What's worse, you'll miss finding everything else that was always there for you. The next one is called, You Are the Gift. Don't worry about doing the right thing. No matter what you do or how hard you try, you'll always fail. Focus instead on who you truly are, which won't be helped by striving. Stop worrying about your worth and turn from seeking peace in things outside of you, however good they are. Accept yourself as you are, and you'll begin to know that you are the gift you do not deserve and could never earn. That's incredible. The next one I'm going to read is called You Carry an Inner Radiance, page 150. A great teacher once said that if we think of God as a word, then God is spoken. But if God is a word unspoken, then God is beyond speaking and knowing, beyond words, but not beyond you, since you carry an inner radiance, which also is beyond speaking and knowing, but not beyond you in the nobility of who you are in your soul. There, in that spark, the unspoken God becomes radiant. I'm going to read that one more time because it has a great power on me this morning. You carry an inner radiance. A great teacher once said that if we think of God as a word, then God is spoken. But if God is a word unspoken, then God is beyond speaking and knowing, beyond words, but not beyond you, since you carry an inner radiance, which also is beyond speaking and knowing, but not beyond you in the nobility of who you are in your soul. There, in that spark, the unspoken God becomes radiant. This is another one about radiance on page 165. Open yourself to the radiance. So you wish to know God? Look deep within for the little spark that ever burns in your soul. Refuse what is outside of you and open yourself to the radiance of that inner spark. Focus all your attention on that little spark, which will be satisfied with nothing but God and refuses simply to learn about God. If this is startling to you, How much more astonishing is it to realize that that radiant light within you won't be satisfied with what God is toward you? That inner light insists on knowing where God comes from. Where is that? Look into the depths all the way to the simple ground, the still desert, where all you think about God counts as nothing and where everything is finally nothing but God. There's some paradoxes, some contradictions there, and some beautiful wordplay. I'd like to read it again. Don't try to puzzle it out. Just try to let it wash over you. 
Open yourself to the radiance. So you wish to know God? Look deep within for the little spark that ever burns in your soul. Refuse what is outside of you and open yourself to the radiance of that inner spark. Focus all your attention on that little spark, which will be satisfied with nothing but God and refuses to simply learn about God. If this is startling to you, how much more astonishing is it to realize that the radiant light within you won't be satisfied with what God is toward you? That inner light insists on knowing where God comes from. Where is that? Look into the depths all the way to the simple ground, the still desert, where all you think about God counts as nothing, and where everything is finally nothing but God. And there's something to be said about going to a kind of desert place where, in our mind, where all the extras fall away, all our ego projects, all our thoughts and worries and concerns, all our striving to please God or to please other people falls away till there's nothing left. And when there's nothing left, all we have is God. There's something clarifying and purifying about the practices we do that make that more possible. I have two more poems to read till we are at the end here on page 182. And I'm going to read the bottom one first and then the top. These are gems. The first one is called Make Me Less. I realized the other morning while praying my Paternoster that when I said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, I was asking God to make me less so that God might be more. The more of me that falls away, the more eternal bliss the newborn in me will discover. Try that again. Make me less. I realized the other morning while praying my Paternoster that when I said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, I was asking God to make me less so that God might be more. The more of me that falls away, the more eternal bliss the newborn in me will discover. This is really reminding me of Nicodemus and Jesus telling Nicodemus that he must be born of the Spirit, he must be born again, and that newborn needs to be less of that ego, I, and more of the Spirit for the kingdom to come and the will of God be done in our lives. And the last one I'll read is called Love for Nothing. And I love this one a lot. Love for Nothing. Would it not be amazing if we loved one another in such a noble way that our love was without purpose or reason? Except to say that we love God for God's sake. We love each other for each other's sake. And we love goodness simply because it is good. Loving one another would then be loving for nothing more than love. Hmm. That's something I'd love to move toward in my own heart, in my own life. I'm knowing that I have to become less so that I could love for only nothing. Let me read it one more time. Love for nothing. Would it not be amazing if we loved one another in such a noble way that our love was without purpose or reason, except to say that 
We love God for God's sake. We love each other for each other's sake. And we love goodness simply because it is good. Loving one another would then be loving for nothing more than love. Meister Eckhart is all about love being the reason why we live. Love being the purpose of life. Loving and learning to love is the most meaningful thing we can do. And I'm beginning to be more and more convinced all the time. Love is a thing that heals us, makes us feel whole, and can overflow to do the same for other people too. It's not without struggle. It is not without great difficulty sometimes. But perhaps slowly, little by little, as love unmakes us and remakes us again, is something we can give to ourselves and give to other people. Nothing except for the sake of love. I hope this was beneficial to you somehow today, and perhaps you could pass it along to someone else. Do get the book, Meister Eckhart's Book of Darkness and Light, Meditations on the Path of the Wayless Way. It's lovely poetry to go back to again and again, whether it's as a devotional practice or just a way to unwind in your evening or spend some time outside with this book. It really is a treasure, and I'm very glad it was created. Thank you for joining me. Please go to sparkmymuse.com and connect with me there. That way you can connect to my Substack page and all the other things I'm up to. And I wish you blessing and peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.